requested to come up already uh hold on a second gmga gn all the g's my usual um you know acknowledgement of g's in all shapes and forms um let's see i'm interested to see what mr jag has to say at the very opening of the space jeff are you with us hi are you uh, are you enabled by the bare naked ladies, or was that song just that enticing you to push you push you to the top to to want to know what's up? Oh yeah, I mean, I grew up in the in the era, you know that that's that that's not typically my genre, but yeah, I was around when that was a hit. Um, but I came I came up because film three is awesome, so came to say hi. Yeah, that's it, bro. I'm actually that's one of the things. Like, I mean, I don't know how many film three people know Jeff Jag, but Jeff Jag's like one of my favorite people in the space. Uh, he hosts a Friday AI space with a lot of really cool artists, and they do some of the most fun AI talks uh, like around. It's what is it? Friday afternoons, Jeff? Um, yeah, depending on where you are, it's noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific, and I'm hosting this week because we have a rotating uh, group of hosts. Oh, yeah, that those noon spaces, bro. I don't know what it is, man. It just it works. I, since I moved it from two to noon, like it's definitely been a lot better of a situation every single time. Um, but yeah, man, noon spaces is the way to go. If you're gonna do a space, try and find it like a time at noon that doesn't inter- interfere with either me or Jeff's space, and then like work it out because it's it's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, so uh, I kind of wanted to, I had a, so my spiel today, um, where I'm starting out, is I'm talking about that, uh, first off, I want to congratulate uh, Keith as well, you know, on the situation where the uh, work in progress for the show, where all the five different um, shorts are being included as one piece, which was meant to, uh, at first, head off to um, an Avod distributor. Um, we actually found a festival that's reputable. Um, in Tribeca now, which it's their kind of like transmedia um, type part of the fest where they do a lot of different, uh, a lot of different interesting things. And they're looking for shows. They're looking for experimental content. They're looking for a lot of stuff that is not part of the norm as far as I researched. And I was really digging kind of their vibe. And so, um, you know, and they also accept work in progresses and they, they allow you to update it as time goes on, as long as, you get in before the time or or at least four minutes after because that's how long it took me to like get that form completed and get the purchase done um but yeah so as long as you're in on time or close on time and pay your fee you're, you you know you get to like have access to what that could mean for your particular project um so under you know with keith's uh with keith's 
push. We went for it and uh, we're entered in. I don't know what that is, that's going to mean. I'm definitely talking to everybody I know who I worked Usher with at the Tribeca Theater Festival and the Film Festival because I worked both. Um, and just like seeing who, where they are now because you never know somebody who's an usher one day could uh, end up being a production manager the next or end up being like the head of an organization you know 10 15 years later so you know it's something that's really exciting about this idea of trying to reach new heights with this type of work um while we're on the space the preview that is included for this will be dropping uh, i'll be dropping it in just a little bit and um hold on anyway so uh but yeah so that'll be dropping in just a little bit and then the other part uh, i wanted to talk about is for the virtual film fest which unfortunately we're going to delay one more week just because i spent the last like week trying to make sure everyone got paid and it has been a interesting and rigorous situation um most of the people who uh you know who agreed to help me out with this are like it's it i I can't thank you enough. Actually, all the people, I can't thank you enough. Even as difficult as it's been to try and coordinate between all of us and like trying to make sure that we're all on the same page of what's going on, you know, it's also been really refreshing to be working with people who are so easygoing. And, you know, it kind of yields to where I am, uh, where I'm very easygoing. And so it's, it's, it's really, it's tough. It's one of those things like I definitely, um, I definitely do not, do not envy anyone who has to run a contest the same as last time um and we had something better this time that we're going to double down on in just a moment when i talk about the producer token but you know it's been it's been interesting adminning all this and then you know getting sick in between um unfortunately having the passing of like one of our judges and somebody who i really regard in the space as i was very close to like there's so many things that happened during this contest that you know, it's it's really it's great to be at this point where we're just figuring out how to get everyone, make sure everyone's paid properly um, with the minimal amount of fees, because uh, this is one thing that we need to change is we need to get everyone onto Web3, uh, which is the most difficult part, because honestly, I would have paid far less in, well, I probably would have paid about the same in gas that I've been paying in fees every single time I send any money anywhere. So, ugh. God, Film 3 needs to change that. Um, but along with that, when we're doing the uh, virtual film fest, in fact, these will be dropping tomorrow, is the producer's token. And in particular, what I wanted to do with this token is have an idea of giving people options. Um, so it'll be minted, straight up minted, on tezos and solana at the same verge at the same relative price whatever it is on tezos and conversion of solana i'm going to try and get as close as possible to it and then that will also we will also have one on ethereum but we'll be doing it through join so they are you know since we're their partner in this and we have one of our spaces for the contest on there we're able to mint through them and they mint on ethereum um they cover the mint cost which is another reason why you want to use joint for a lot of different things um they're pretty awesome about it and they're just a really good partner so we'll be having additions of three producer tokens on each chain and the idea of that is a couple of things so number one uh the reason why i'm doing this in threes is for the various stages that this that this could um that this can enact uh the next phase of what this space will be and what i hope to bring to film three is going deeper into like an ai production um how i do that is going to be through partnering with 
uh, next in Sherry McCracken. Um, the idea that at this point, you know, there's a lot of interest in AI and we're going to try and push forward the envelope using what we learned from this experience, at least I am, as far as making um, making narrative. What, I'm, what I really wanted to partner with Sherry on when we were talking about what the future of, you know, what a thing that Nax could do, it was the power that, you know, I saw in that she was so open to understanding it. And she was so open to like what that could mean. Um, so basically the next step is to try and do more AI productions and see how we can fit those together um, using various tools and various practices. And I've already spoken to a few people about this that I've wanted to recruit into teams to try and do this. Um, nothing is for certain yet. We're still working out a lot of details, but that was the whole point of, you know, what this future of this space was going to be. And another thing that this relates to is this producer's token is kind of something I want to have people understand where we're at. We always intend on there being some me mechanism to making sure we can either continue these forward and also pay people back. Um, you know, the idea of the at least selling one of these producer tokens is to give back to the people who gave into this contest and make sure that they're made whole for, you know, for their investment, well, not investment, for their interest and for their capability to, like, see what this is possible. And just, you know, pay them back, pay back the people who put in who put what they put in. And that will also enable us to start the talkings to another contest because we'll now have a starting capital after we you know divvy out between um the the original payers and the artists um we're also going to give them part of that part of that uh price tag too and then we'll be able to start another contest if we sell two of those tokens the contest is 100 percent assured like we will be announcing the contest after the second token sells um, and that's on either chain. We're going to try and limit it. If we go over three, then there's going to we'll be figuring out how to pay out, how to do a payout back to like whoever the artists themselves. However, we're going to split it up. And that's if we sell three, which when the price is going to be high, where I'm, I don't know exactly what this is going to mean. However, I do know that it is something that will be worth what it's supposed to be. And uh, I'm getting to that in a second. So we sell two of the tokens, 100% a new contest will be listed. We will start the, start the, like, you know, the situation on it. We'll announce it. We'll pick, you know, have, we'll probably do it a little bit more democratically since we now have winners and we have people who, um, people who supported, we can now have a, a group of people to be like, do you guys want a theme? You know, do you want to do this? more proving the model because we want to create this small community to help manage something and grow it steadily. Um, one of our, one of the people who paid into this contest, Dreaming Tulpa, uh, he runs AIR weekly and he's done something very similar uh, where all the winners of the contest for, to be on the cover, they're in a discord group where they get to discuss things. And it's this really beautiful structure he made. And it's something I really want to try and do um, with this type of, with this contest. And now, if we sell three producer tokens, then the third producer token will go towards AI production. Um, I haven't quite decided how that would go um, and how we would be able to even make that work. But it's something that if we were able to sell three tokens, then God willing, that'll be a great place to go with that. And however we do it, I haven't really decided yet. I'm once again, I'm just doing this to make a statement because the three chains we're going to be on is uh, Tezos, Solana and Ethereum. You know, the point is to get 
anybody who wants anybody who's on any of those chains can interact with what we're doing here. And if they and if we get a lot of people interact with it, then there's great things just about that situation. Because what comes after even selling the first token is so part of the permanence of what we want this project to be, um, what we'll be doing with, if we sell one token, what we'll be for sure doing is the uh, piece itself will get minted as either a one of one or an open edition or whatever is decided by whoever is the executive producer and all of us, because we'll be doing this in concert. Um, and then also what will be happening is we will take the credits from all of that and we will be inscribing it on Ethereum, as in it will be permanently part of the blockchain, the credits themselves, so the text, the actual data that holds the text, that's all the credits for the pieces that are in, including the executive producer who buys in, will get minted on the blockchain, not to be sold, to be part of history. And it's kind of this idea of permanence that we need to start developing as far as like uh, film on the blockchain, there are other elements beyond just the payment systems and the management systems. There are also things like a, you know, copyright and, you know, time stamping and something like putting all the credits, the supporters who paid into the contest, of course, the, 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 the people who won the contest, obviously the names of their projects. Um, and then, you know, whatever other data, because it's, it's a very small amount of data that could be inscribed, but it's only text. So we're, we've got a lot of breadth, a lot of wind to, like, really do a lot of stuff with that to make something permanently part of the blockchain. Um, and it's something we really, really want to make part of everyone's life. Like this is the thing. And how we how that turns out going forward i would love for there to be some sort of like digital museum of film and you know and this is something that's put on the blockchain and it's a historical event that these people did this at this time and it's kind of this time capsule it's this whole idea of permanence because it has no monetary value really you know it's it's more of just what it means to exist um and you know we're also going to be working with different mechanisms as far as whatever happens with the um with the uh the actual episode token whatever that is if it's an open edition we'll be doing everything on a cameras up guns down uh, manifold contract that will include everyone that's involved in whatever way we figure out to manage and the whole point is that all the people that are listed with the credits it's like you are involved in this contract and you know it's it's now something that since permanence is here the permanence is there as well and you know whatever that means whatever that means we have to just figure that out as time goes on but that makes it so that we are continuing to prove the model of this and that's just not even including going to the distributors that we're going to uh to try and see if the web 2 world would want to interact with this as well and that's like you know that's a really it's a really big thing for us to be able to bridge those two worlds together. And it's been interesting that they're still so separate where it's really not, you know, the, the NFT rights haven't really been spoken of in a lot of ways. Um, I've even brought them up in conversations and everyone's just like, yeah, we don't care. We just want to distribute and make our advertising money. And it's like, cool. All right, no problem. So, you know, this is why I think making these two worlds work together um, is really powerful stuff, especially because the people in the world of Web three, Film three, are going to be the ones to really be on the front line. It's they're going to they're going to be the ones on the secret lists, not because they're all too secret, but because no one wants to venture into Web three Twitter. 
you know, it's and it's Web three and Twitter are connected, and they are never to be never to be broken because honestly, no nothing that has ever happened has ever broken it. So you know, while we're here, while we get to be OGs, while we get to like figure this out, I figure there's a this is a really good way of bridging the two worlds together to really understand what's possible. Um, and then going forward is where Nax AI comes in, where we want to see not just what's possible now, but what we can possibly do from now and how we could support people doing that or how we could do it and how we could help integrate more people into it and become what is essentially uh, mostly an AI studio in a lot of ways. But integrating different practices, integrating different ideas, different tools, different tool sets. And, you know, and the idea of where Sherry comes from in this world is she's very, very good at understanding message-based, genre-based type of work and narrative work. And that's why it's important to have, you know, it's important to have people not just in the Web3 world, but in, you know, or not just in the AI world, but in the Web3 world for the reasons of being a business person in the Web3 world and having film and that and the community all kind of interact. This is exactly the place that we need to be and how we need to propagate people within the community. Um, so, you know, this is this is the whole uh, perspective I wanted to give you guys is, is I'm sorry that we're not having the, the virtual film fest this weekend, um, but this is what we've been working out. You know, aside from that, like, um, there's things that if Sherry wants to come up and talk about, you know, there's, there's stuff that I'm doing with Nax aside from Nax AI and what we're working out there, you know, and there's, you know, there's also just life in general. <laughs> there's just everything left and right. I've had major equipment failures in this past week. I'm now reduced down to like basically a laptop sitting in front of me. I used to have a whole setup and now barely anything. Oh God, I'm just, I can't wait for the, all my new stuff to come. Uh, so that was a really long kind of tirade. Um, I just kind of wanted to give everyone an update really quick. Uh, before we go to anybody else, I want to always say hello to Keith. How are you, Keith, brother? How are you? Hey, brother, I'm just fine. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yesterday was such a blessing. I mean, it was it was kind of like uh, down to the last wire. But um, I want to tell you thank you for entering it in the Tribeca Film Festival. That's like... Um, it used to be like a dream just to have anything or just even be able to go up to bat because you miss every shot you don't take. And for you to take that stance and, and push it and get it in there for everyone, I mean, you did you did an excellent job. I mean, I, I felt it because getting it into the Tribeca Film Festival, you're not thinking just about yourself. You're thinking about the artists, too, and how you can get them out there. And this is it's just unbelievable. And this time right now is just an amazing time because – I remember I was listening to something the other day and it was saying that everything is changing so fast. Like he, a guy said, he remember when he used to go get on the elevator and they had bell hops and then it went fast forward to uh, you just press the button. So we had a great time right now with this AI and everybody's on the forefront with it. And it's just, it's just the best to be able to be here with everybody and um, much success to everybody. Much success. 100% Keith. Thank you very much, sir. Oh, yes. So um, Singularity, you came up before and had your hand up and then uh, we're going to go to Sandy and then Sherry and then, you know, anybody else who puts their hand up. But go ahead, Singularity. Let's go to you first. Hey, good morning. Morning to everybody. Um, thanks, Chris. So I guess, um, I mean, I'm very interested in um, 
what I'm hearing, but I'm, I guess I'm just going to have to say, I don't really know what I'm hearing. And I really need somebody to kind of break it down for me. You know, not quite like I'm a six-year-old, but like, I understand blockchain. I understand Bitcoin. Um, I understand Web3. Uh, to uh, some extent, I kind of don't get NFTs um, and I want to. And I guess, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I have a sense that the direction that you're talking about is where things really need to go. And I'm all about being on, on the crest of the wave into the future and forgetting about the past because the old paradigms are broken and dead already. They just don't know it yet. And um, <clears throat> so, um, you know, I mean, one thing that's been, um, I, I, I need a, I need a, I need a really like, an overview of what what are we talking about here and then i also need like i feel like a lot of the work that i'm doing right now is like unique um ai generated art that and i see people in other spaces they're like selling pieces of art sometimes most of the time it's still art sometimes it's video and i'm like well why can't i do that and but I don't do anything about it because I have absolutely no idea how to get started, wh what's involved. I mean, I'm just lost. So help, <laughs> help me get unlocked. Well, I mean, bro, you came to the perfect space. <laughs> um, help me, yeah, I mean, help me. What, what we want, what, what's actually something we wanted to do is actually, is, uh, and I have a website already ready for this, it just has to be rebranded, is something to uh, have a resource for everyone to go to and kind of like get the long and short of it, get the really detail of it, you know, whatever it is that they want. Um, but, you know, shortly what I can tell you is, is that, basically think of nfts as bds as uh just shareable media but it's in a digital form that can be downloaded and transferred and there each one is like a piece of media that's its own separate barcode its own separate thing it goes in a store in one specific spot you buy that thing it's now yours now in the digital world this is how nfts work it's basically uh an asset that's yours that's on you know in a digital like it's backed by a code that's digital the same thing as like all of our currency it has serial numbers the, okay. like the code and everything it's all just based back to you know the blockchain itself right. let me, so let nfts me just, let me just ask a follow-up question here before you push on sure. um so <clears throat> all right so i've generated this piece of video um you know uh i think it's a collectible Let's just say, I, in my opinion, someone should want to collect this. Okay. But I also want to use it in my film. So what happens if somebody buys it from me then uh, as an NFT? Um, do I lose the right to use it in my in film? Your, I mean, I don't no, know. No, 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 no. Okay. In your description for any product you don't want to ever give over the rights to. This is something that like why we're selling a producer's token is we're not giving over rights. We're including somebody into our rights. And that's kind of the big stamp of it is of approval. But with what you want to do, you say you put in every single time you put up an NFT. It's the same thing as posting something online. It works the exact same way, except it costs money to do it. And basically you put in the description that all rights are reserved by the artist to do, you know, whatever you want with this IP. Mm -hmm. um, this is just the digital version to, you know, do with it what you will on the blockchain. 
and you just you include because it's see the other factor of why the interesting thing about inscribing on the blockchain or having something on the blockchain is is that it's it has this sense of permanence and it's this it's this kind of world where if you understand that it's going in this digital direction uh blockchain is about the best way to describe permanence in the digital world so it's something that utilizing it enables you to be part of a digital history that is immutable um you know it can there are like there's all sorts of issues here and there you're going to hear about it like getting deeper and deeper into it but the point is just try and do work that you want to sell and put it on whatever chain it is you want to use whatever you understand the best like do that and just see what it's about and just put your stuff out there because you make good you make good stuff so what i would say is just start putting it out there and just see what people would pay for it don't you know charge whatever you feel you would charge but you always put in that you own the rights to the ultimate IP. Mm-hmm. And you can you can also make it that somebody's buying the rights to something where, you know, if you have a bunch of work that you, you're retaining the rights for and then you sell one that you're not retaining, that might be worth it to somebody to just be like, oh, then I get that I have the IP. And it might be worth it for them, you know. But it's and then the other thing is it's not an ultimate contract. It's just kind of a really base thing. You'd still need a lawyer to clear up either way. Okay, so let's say I have a piece that I want to put up for, what is it, like an auction? I mean, uh, you can do anything, man. It's pretty open, but it's one of those things. If you have a piece, I would say your best bet is go to OpenSea and, like, start there. Because that's pretty much everyone's. That's. I mean, I, I don't like. I, I actually want to go to Jeff because I actually want to hear how he thinks about this too. But I think that's like everyone's like first interaction with the blockchain is OpenSea as far as art. OpenSea. Um, but yeah, the OpenSea. What are they now? OpenSea just dot com. Let's see. I haven't even gone on in so long. I don't even remember. To be perfectly honest. Okay. Open. Oh yeah, OpenSea dot and you could start there, but actually, let's uh, let's let Jeff kind of ask a question or butt in because he might have a he might have some <laughs> positive thoughts on this or negative. Maybe. Never go to OpenSea. No, don't yeah, don't okay. you dare! Don't you dare! Wow. How long have you been following so me, easy. Chris? No, no, go to Manifold. Thank you. Oh my God! Thank you. Thank you. All right, ah. I'm going to let you finish this. All right. You I, you better have a much easier to use because OpenSea is the easiest. It's dumb easy. It's so terrible okay. the business they do, but they're dumb easy. We we uh we have a lot better options than them at this point. OpenSea is not the place to send people for their first experience in in Web three. I just I just I'm, 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 I'm not I'm not I'm not a huge fan. I think go to go to Manifold. You will find the ability to. Oh, it's you, so. A concept is so difficult to explain to somebody, though. Like, how do you? Because you, you're you're so smart at this. Like, how do you contend with that? It just it it there's a learning curve, right? But but the uh, the effect of giving OpenSea control of your smart contract is not worth it. I know, but dude, like, that's exactly it. That was the one point he brought to you, Chris. The problem with OpenSea is royalties. I mean, it's rights, it's royalties, it's disappearing, it's censorship. It, it, it fails all the reasons we're coming into blockchain. All right, I'm going to shut up. I know. Wait my turn. Listen, I'm I mean, to this. So this is the thing. I know exactly what you mean. 
However, my whole point, and every time that I say this, and I'm always an enemy in, in one in one circle or another, and I know why, and I understand it. But it's like I, it's hard to tell somebody to like. It's just so hard to like get somebody to do it the other way because like like custodial wallets they make it so stupid simple that by the time you like get involved in it you're already in like they already like, the door is so wide open you know and it's like yeah they they own they own your future in a lot of ways but that's why I don't think that anyone's starting out like you know you you're gonna be trying stuff out see what happens so like. What you know? Send them a, send them an exchange art. Send them to manifold. Like manifold's a hard concept to even somebody like me. I fuck up on manifold. Like that's why it's so difficult because I don't want anyone to lose money. You know. Can't okay, be. so here's what we got to do: we send artists to communities to guide them so they don't have to figure it out on their own there's a lot going on so what we got to do is we just got to present the information and let that person decide which route they want to take and give them options and you know what chris Tez Town is a community on the Tezos blockchain. That's all Tezos that will help you step by step through this whole minting thing. And, and, and you preserve all rights, you preserve all your, and you can keep your royalties. And there's other things too. And you know what? We, we should actually like totally back up completely back up. Hi, I'm Sandy Toes. I've taken over the space because it needs to be taken over. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But seriously, I'm from Iran and uh, Salam Dustana Aziz. We've got some Persian listeners as well. The thing is, is the blockchain is saving our lives. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. you're here at the right place. It's freedom. But where do you go as an artist? Um, whether you're a filmmaker or you're a poet, okay, you want to, and first of all, let's just get one thing straight. Whatever you got is yours. Don't let anybody try to tell you that if you sell an NFT or something, you can't use your work somewhere else. No, 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 no. Whatever you got, your song, your film, all of that is yours. No, even if you sell a hundred NFTs, you can still take that, make movies, make posters, make Christmas cards. It is your work. That is rule number one. Uh, rule number two, actually, rule number one is we created blockchain to get away from central banks. Let's, let's just back up and say, what the heck is blockchain? And and this is really happening a lot. A lot of people are coming and they want to, uh, they want to do NFTs. They want to quickly in one day, and let's just be honest, you cannot in one day understand the glory of blockchain, NFTs, the rights of what you're doing, all these different things. But there's, there's, there's places you can go and start absorbing all the information without losing the rights to your royalties. You know, so many people built OpenSea and then one day they woke up and there was nothing there. All their art had disappeared. Their wallets couldn't even work on OpenSea anymore. I went through that whole thing and onboarded so many artists hey, onto Tezos awesome. at the time. I have a question for you. Like, so this is this is kind of my point. So I only recommend things that I think are the easiest ways, but I know how they're going to get hurt. And it's like one of those things that it's it's very difficult to like explain, but it's one of those things that the only reason I understand exactly what you're talking about is because that's where I started. But like, you know, is that is that journey is that journey like should that be part of everyone's entry or that should that like 
you know, should it be something else? And uh, like honestly, the something else is much it's harder. A lot easier. No, it's gotten a lot easier. If you go to Manifold, I know Manifold is not easier. Yes, it is. But like, yes, it explain. Is. If you go that. there now, they they walk you through and they hold your hand and there's like a whole step by step process. It's super. It's not at all as complicated as it used to be. Well, and and no, this but, comes from someone who's been in the space from 2021, who had a, their own smart contract in 2021 on Manifold. And so, like there, I I know that there it's gone through like a, like an evolution. And if you go there now and you set up your stuff, it's very user friendly and easy to use. So I just so it, the the, the my, hurdles. My whole thing though it's a learning that, curve, like, they don't it's learning just like what blockchain is, what NFTs are, the minting process. That's the hurdle, and that's one hundred and one. And you you really ought to know that if you're here to put your work on chain. You know, but this is the thing though, like. They don't exp- so manifold has gotten easier, but the thing is they don't explain to you what you have when you finish that process, and that's the reason why I have a hard time like recommending new pe- new people to it. And it's really like it's something that fucks with me because I just don't like it's it's something that I didn't even know what I really had when I finished with that contract that I had, and like I completely fucked up how I minted everything because I didn't know what I had. And so like me recommending it to somebody else, like, I don't, I don't know how much harder that would be for somebody else to learn. And yes, I agree, Chris. I I feel the same way that a manifold is sort of the advanced thing if you're going to be minting, but there's, but there's an easier way to dip your toes in the water. Okay. So again, just getting into Tezos because you really can't get into too much trouble and lose too much money just to understand what is blockchain. And by the way, not all blockchains last forever, right? Because um, like Crescent blockchain, uh, you know, they, they went into sunset. So number one, Ethereum is the queen. You want to, you know, that that's ultimately where you want to have your work with a contract that you own. But until you get to that, um, you know, Tezos is a very respectable blockchain. It's It's been there for a long time. And there are communities that will guide you step by step. You know, what is an NFT, how to do it, and also like spaces where you can sell your NFT. And by the way, I'm a huge collector of Tezos art. And, and, and I also have onboarded people who got kicked out of and and. Chris, I think we could spare the people the suffering of OpenSea because that was just, and why should we let them uh, make money and have numbers? Because honestly, that's why we made blockchain, right? Is to have uh, this freedom. So So that's what I wanted to say. The only thing I'll interject with that is I don't know where the singularity is right now because I can't buy Tezos in New York. So no matter if I had to get, I had to go to somebody that I knew in the space to give me some Tezos, I had to give them some Ethereum. And the, the only thing is, is like, that's something that I like, I mean, I, I would guess to want somebody to learn, but that's one of those things where I feel like if somebody was like, oh, I can't buy it in my state, I don't know. I'm just going to move on with my life. And they, they might get like, it. No, no, no. They go to test town and they get it. People give you the test for free. I'll oh, give you a couple. Do you, know how, do you know how many wallets I've helped set up? And that's just it. When you get into a community and, and, and it's hard to do everything on your own, you get into the community, you find their discord, just about any project has, you know, a discord where you can say, Hey, I'm new. And you know what? I'm doing that on Omniflix every day. I'm spending like about 50 bucks, uh, you know, helping people start their new collection and Omniflix 
Netflix has videos for step by step. And, and, you know, and by the way, there's just so many coins and so many blockchains. So that itself is overwhelming. And you just want to cut it down, learn the basics. So I, I always thought that Tezos was perfect, no matter what country or where you're from, there's always somebody who's going to give you a couple Tezos to start your wallet and uh you know get get your thing going and then after that once you learn blockchain and tezos is a huge community then sandy or somebody else says hey check it out the cosmos ecosystem dude you can have your own video your own tv channel and and there are communities that'll guide so it's different now than when you and i came in chris in 2021 2021 was hell you know we we lost i lost 20 grand i lost an ethereum wallet open you know just you know, just really pissed me off. And and after I saw what they did, I made it a mission to never recommend anybody go there for anything. And 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 I have made it a mission to onboard so many artists onto other blocks. And you know what? They've made thousands of dollars since then, Chris. And you know what? Now they're on my now they're like, okay, Sandy, what's next? You told me this. I'm, I'm serious. They're like, you know what? Back then I didn't even know what Tezos was. So Tezos is powerful. And guess what? The crypto guys, they don't even know how important Tezos is because they're all caught up in their graphs and numbers. They love looking at their numbers and a hundred times a hundred. And they just like, I go into their spaces. They get all caught up in their numbers and graphs. And then they're like, and then they talk all this baloney business about like Tezos blog. They don't even know what an important artistic community has been. You know what? That's right. So you know what? Not only am I like, this is not financial advice. Not only do I hold Tezos back, I will eventually, I still go there. Even though I have Ethereum cells, I'm an Omniflix, I'm never going to forget about Tezos. So come into our realm. You're in the right community and people will watch over you and give you money to start your wallets, show you how to do it. You're among friends. Back to you, Chris. You know, what's funny is I honestly could not have planned this discussion out better. Um, like I didn't even think that this was going to go in this direction, but I'm glad it did. So yeah, fuck, fuck. I, I, I'm sorry, like, got a hand up. You know, no, 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 no. These well, are friends. I, I like a follow-up question. So, all right, I, I, I have a pit, uh, a Coinbase wallet. I mean, how does that intersect with all of this? Can I just use my Coinbase wallet, or do I need need something new? Oh man, he might have kicked the other hornet's nest because Coinbase is another one of those like well, huge no, in the space. I mean, is it a is it a Web three wallet? Because there's two different kinds of Coinbases. There's the one that's in the app where you are working with you know through their their marketplace, you know, to buy tokens, and then there's the Web three Coinbase wallet. If you have an Ethereum address, the OX, you know, and it's a standalone wallet, um, that is equivalent of having it through any app you can use you can take that wallet as long as you have the seed phrase and the recovery keys and you can use it with rainbow wallet you can use it with metamask you can use it with whatever whatever like it's it's your wallet that number and the way to access that number through the through the seed phrase is your bank and so Mm -hmm. when you have your own bank you get to decide you know where what what basically marketplaces or um or wallet services you want to use with your with your bank mm-hmm. okay 
I mean, honestly, what I would say is like follow Sandy. I would say OmniFlix would actually probably be a better, so much of a more solid place for you, just because you get to really try stuff out, and it's one of those places that. Like every time she's mentioned it, I've looked into it and they've gotten a little bit better. They're a little bit better. And I was like, well, at least the project's doing something, you know, and that's, and that's saying it because there's not a lot of projects doing a lot of things. Um, so I always appreciate that they're, they're growing and growing. Um, Johnny came up and had his, uh, had his hand up. And then I do want to get to Sherry uh, after that, but let's, let's see how quick we can get to the, we can get through. Uh, go ahead, John. Yeah, just to, you know, I actually agree with you. I teach or tutor more accurately people in crypto and, you know, people have a lot of difficulty with it. I mean, it's just amazing how wrapped up people can get in some of these things and they can't back out of it and it's a total mess. And so, you know, I'm with you like probably not a popular thing to say you have a coinbase account that you can access with a web browser you can buy tezos you can buy polygon you can buy eth you know go to OpenSea and practice there you know they may do more tokens by now but you know i like um what they do on the polygon chain the gas fees are like totally minimal and you can experiment and sure, you know, there's better places, but, you know, unless you know the basics and understand the basics, you can go very, very wrong. And so, you know, OpenSea makes it easy, makes it easy to set up a storefront. You can transfer, you know, whatever, Tezos, Polygon, or Matic to OpenSea directly from, you know, your account at Coinbase, and it just makes it so easy. I mean, you know, start there. It's- yeah. You see, this is, and this is, you know, I have, I lie on both sides of this argument like I do on many things, um, only because I do like this conversation kind of happened organically. Um, but, you know, like, that's the hard thing. It's like, it's really hard to onboard people because there's definitely ideas as to what's best way to keep people engaged because people being engaged with the space is the hardest part you know it's like people glaze over really easily if you get really technical that's what makes it like so impossible to onboard people but on the other hand like you know having not having the things that we didn't know to not have from the beginning you know it's it is nice it is nice to have like have your stuff completely owned by you from the very beginning it's it's a beautiful kind of poetic way of uh of like being in the space very holistic actually and you know it's like <laughs> one of those it's really cool but it, it, I, I still i lie on both sides i do agree but i do agree like actually what i would say is you know the pitfalls of what you're doing now on OpenSea. so if you do uh decide to you're doing so at you know with a heavy beware from many people including myself who recommended it you know, it's a heavy beware of like, it's not the best type of place for IP, for anything that you want to last, anything you want with like permanence. You know, the way I'm doing everything with permanence is through Manifold, like it was recommended just because I understand like that's, you know, it's not inscriptions, but you know, the other stuff is going through Manifold because that's the way to completely own your stuff from end to end. Um, 
So yeah, so I jabbered on quite quite a lot. So but uh, I found I found uh, Omniflix. So I'm at uh, app.omniflix.studio, and then it says sign in with your Web3 wallet, and it gives me the option of Kepler and Leap. Um, Kepler, Kepler. <laughs> I'm going to jump okay. in here. And, and by the way, Chris. I'm not going to take up the rest of your space. I put in the bubble down there, my space tomorrow at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, one of the persons who actually invented the OmniFlix blockchain, Sisla, I will be interviewing him. This is their second year anniversary, but they've been doing this for years as far as like building up to this. And they're a multimedia company. So, you know, you can start with OpenSea, you can learn all that, Tezos, but you can just get over to where the, you know, the advanced people are too. <laughs> and so you can also do that. And so OmniFlix is in the listener section. And you know what? They are awesome. And gas and 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 your gas fees and your collection fee, I will make sure that's all covered because you're new and you need to be like getting into a community that will help you figure out the technical stuff. And of course, OpenSea invest. And one last thing I just want to say. Uh, security thing. Make sure you have two wallets. Um, you know, don't use your real good wallet. You know, for, with all your money and things, keep that separate. God forbid if you ever get hacked, you don't want all your funds and all your wallet drained. So you've got your artist wallet and you're doing all that fine, but all your money stuff where you're exchanging and your Coinbase and all that. Keep that separate. Don't ever let that interact with anybody or anything so that your real shit stays safe. All right. Thank you. I'm going to definitely rename the space to Wallet Safety and Practices 101 uh, with <laughs> Professors Jeff, Sandy, <laughs> John. Sorry. Um, all right. Mm, Jeff, I'm going to let you have the last word on this, then I'm going to go to Sherry because yeah, no we had stuff to announce as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I don't want to drag this on. I appreciate you taking the time to to hold this space for this particular topic. It's really important. So I've done a lot of work in onboarding and talking about education and, and smart contracts. I used to run a space for over two years called Smart Contracts for Artists with Quantum Variant and, um, and Jen Stein Adult Arts. And so... Um, this is like we used to have these weekly spaces we'd hold, you know, on on Twitter and on Clubhouse and basically just help people kind of understand the concepts and and where to go. And the ultimate like result of that was was the it's always in our consensus to give people more control and more rights and more um, I, I would say I would say access uh, when when you're talking about onboarding and getting people in. Um, it is really important to point them in the right direction first, instead of like setting them off on a direction that might be, you know, kind of detrimental to them. And we've seen, like, we used to say, don't, you know, we used to point people to OpenSea all the time. We used to really, and it, and it was, it was a matter of kind of like losing faith in them as, uh, an arbiter of the space and being like, well, you know, for the amount of money and the amount of people we pointed their way and for the amount of like control and benefit and like basically influence they had on the space they did nothing to support artists and to give back and to help kind of keep artists in control of their work so getting rid of the lazy minting thing like whatever for whatever reason they have they have any all the reasons in the world to make any decisions they want to do their business right so i'm not going to say don't do that but it just comes at a price when you say 
there's a community of people who supported this this business and then they just didn't do anything to support our rights and our you know ro- with royalties with provenance there's a back door into their smart contracts that they can have control over that's not the that's not true with manifold and with nifty kit and with uh you know other solutions like transient labs and things where you own your own smart contract so um and bueno is another really good one um so just depending on what kind of project you want to do if you want to do one of ones and additions, I always recommend people go to to Manifold. If you want to do like a drop, and that's something that's kind of lost a little bit of its meme power in this age because of the, you know, we're coming out of the bear and people just weren't spending money on drops like they used to. It's it's happening a little bit more now, but it's all on L2 now. But those things are all possible on on these uh these these contracts that I talk about. They added L2s, you know, most of them most of them are on Arbitrum, Optimism, Base, and uh, even AVAX now. There's a lot of options for you if you want to just avoid the gas fees and stuff like that. And, um, Exchange.art is a really good uh, platform because they do um, cross-chain with Solana. Uh, Object does ETH and Tezos. Although I, I do want to caution people because it's worth mentioning that if you're going to get into an ecosystem and put your art on chain, I really recommend sticking with one at the beginning and not try to just put everything everywhere because it just makes it harder for collectors to find and to organize and see what you have available. So I'd say if you're going to pick a place, like this is the thing. When you send a link, you want to be able to send a link to all your work, not just to one piece at a time. So it's important to think of things like, you know, you could use the manifold gallery and you can have all your one of ones and you can send them there. That's your marketplace. Or you could go with Rarible and you could create a, a marketplace for your smart contract through them. And that way you can mint your pieces, send them your Rarible link. And there's lots of ways to do this. But um, just essentially just saying like having control, having provenance, having ownership are the most important things. That's why we came to Web3. And um, and just to put a button on the copyright thing that you were talking about earlier, um, <clears throat> the way the way that I understand it, and I'm not a copyright lawyer, but I play one on Twitter Spaces, is that uh, <laughs> you know you create the work, you have all ownership and all rights to it. You don't ever sell that work as a as the rights unless you explicitly say. This is a rights transfership. You're, you're transferring rights through this. So all rights reserved or, you know, artist retains ownership of the of the um, the IP or whatever you want to put. All rights reserved is an easy way. It's recognizable. People understand what that means. Um, so you can throw that in there. And but like typical in, in United States anyway, for copyright laws that once you create something, you own it. If you want to if you want to ever like fight it in court, you have to have a registered copyright, which means you have to send it into the copyright office and, and register your work that way. And that's like, if you don't do that, you basically just don't have a case in court. They're just, you know, cause their lawyers are going to fight your lack of a lawyer. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't have any money or be like, I don't know what to do. Um, but like, if you have a lawyer, they're just going to essentially just, you know, just take what you have because they have more money than you do. And that's the way the world works. So, you know, sad, but true. So if you really want to like fight this and, you know, if you're like, I'm making IP and I'm going to be the next Disney, then definitely register your stuff. Um, 
for most people though, I think they're creating content and a clip that really doesn't, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't need to be always sent in maybe your big pieces, you know, the things you think are really important, but um, getting it on chain, I think is going to be important in the future because that is almost more verifiable <laughs> than sending it to the copyright office. It's like, it's like even more provenance than that. So I think that, you know, those things will evolve over time, just like AI, you know, um, the understanding of what AI is and who creates content when someone uses AI tools, that, that sort of thing will all evolve. But thank you for coming to my space. <laughs> yes. pass, it, pass it back to Chris. I know I had a lot to say there. If you have any questions, DM me. I'm happy to help. Yeah. I mean, that was, you see, this is what I mean by you couldn't plan this any better. Because, like, you two are the perfect firing squad for this type of shit. Um, all right. So, I mean, John, I'm sorry. I've had to go to Sherry for numerous times at this point. So, I'm going to Sherry. I apologize. Um, but, Sherry, you came up a little while ago. And then I also want to go to Jason, who came up a little while ago. Um, so, Sherry, you want to, like, do some announcements? Do you have any thoughts on the matter? Like, what do you want to talk about? Well, we don't have Sherry. Well, in the in the waitings of uh of sherry mccracken um let's go to uh just jason charnick what's up sir how are you hey dude what's going on i uh sorry we lost sherry i i always uh love what she has to share um i first of all i'm glad to be able to always thank you for holding your spaces uh i'm glad to be able to catch one for once um and and then yeah this part of the conversation was not something that i was expecting I have a lot of thoughts about uh, a lot of what I've heard over the last 10, 15 minutes. Um, I see Sherry's back up. If you want to kick it to Sherry, I, I don't, I don't want to take up too much time with like a point by point, you know, on, on everything, but yeah, go, go to Sherry and then, uh, and then I'll, I'll happily uh, chime. I mean, uh, unless she doesn't, unless she doesn't want to, and then I'll, I'll no, no, no. keep going. I, 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 hate that, that her, uh, I was just getting her up here. Hold on. Sherry, are you with us? Yeah, sorry, I got rugged. <laughs> it happens to the best of us, so bro. How you been? You, do you have any thoughts? Do you have any, like, you want to do some announcements? Like, how do you feel? Yeah, sure. I mean, I've been listening this whole time, and uh, I feel like uh, we're really changing <laughs> changing uh, the topic uh, right now. So is that okay to go ahead with some announcements, Chris? Yeah, let's go for it. All you know, right. let's talk about you know. Let's at least get onto something else because at this point we've beaten the dead horse. <laughs> like you have, you definitely walked into the best space singularity. Like any of the people you heard today, definitely follow them. Um, but oh, yeah, totally. I just wanted to kind of like you know, kind of talk about something with uh, with Nax and what we're doing. All right, awesome, awesome. Because I love the conversation. I know Jason wants to get into it too. So uh, yeah, just hey everybody. Um, just wanted to talk about Sins a little bit. Sins is our NAC uh, season two short uh, that we have just finished post on. And um, we have submitted to Tribeca. So Keith, uh, pretty cool that I've been involved uh, with two projects now since I was a judge in the uh, AI film contest. Um, and now I feel like I'm also involved with, with your project on uh, Tribeca. So let's let's get in there. Let's get selected. Let's get both Web3 projects uh, into Tribeca. Wouldn't that be killer? It would just be awesome. Um, I mean, the PR alone would be amazing. 
it would be amazing. We would move the needle for sure. So everybody, you know, put the good vibes out there. If you know anybody at Tribeca, you know, put in a good word, all that. We need all the help we can get because this festival, as everyone knows, it's uh, a lot of submissions. I think I read one time there were over 6,000, probably over 10 by now, and they pick like 100. Uh, so it's really tight race. Um, but, you know, um, I think we have some good stuff here. So just uh, let's keep going. And um, yeah, I was telling Chris that um, we completed the short, but we also did a trailer now. So we have like a 52 second trailer um, that I'm really proud of. Um, our team did a great job. And I think, you know, not only is this, is this community based uh, with Film 3 and Web 3, uh, but I think it's really going to draw a diverse audience, which is what I think Web 3 helps with is bringing communities together uh, and being able to put an audience together and fans together before you even go out to uh, start pitching or while you're pitching. Um, and that's what I'm you know, working on now. I'm excited to say I received some development funding uh, to get the uh, package together. Um, a lot of people that have seen the early on work uh, really believe in this. And like I said, I believe it's timely being that see something, say something, or be haunted. So female forward horror with a social impact message. And it's really talking about how people see things, uh, crimes being committed, things happening to others, um, and we don't do anything about it. And people are turning away a lot more than ever before because they don't want to get involved in for a lot of good reasons. Uh, but this film and this short and going to feature will be about these different sins being committed based on the seven deadly sins. And um, we'll be able to um, get social uh, messages out there, especially messages about what is affecting women in today's world, uh, but also men. Um, you know, we've all been affected by something uh, that, you know, shouldn't have happened to us, or I think a lot of us have been. I shouldn't say we all have, but things that have happened in our lives that somebody should have stood up and said something about. Uh, so I think, you know, this, like I said, will be a timely message, especially for these days. Um, so I'm really excited to be working with Chris uh, on a poster right now. And, um, you know, Chris is giving, uh, helping with lots of ideas about how do we move this forward in the community to get support uh, for this community-based film. And I'm just hoping that, you know, we um, are able to get funding to move, you know, into feature because um, this will be a one of its um, a one of a kind. Um, we really were the first uh, group to make a film together in film three to make to make uh, season one. And then we grew to do season two. Um, and I think, you know, now we're growing to be season three, which will be getting, um, you know, ready for feature or limited series with Sins and then uh, working on doing a Nax AI um, piece of our, you know, of our company. And that's what Chris and I, um, you know, Chris talked about it a little earlier today and we'll be talking about it more. And um, I think Chris, we're, we're on schedule to do a space, really getting into the details about SINs and where we're going um, and AI NACS, and that will be uh, the 29th, right? Oh yeah, leap year. Cause you know, this is this the uh, the poetic nature of it is supposed to be, this is not something that happens all too often. So yes. um, that's yes. kind of going to be the byline of the space, you know, once in a, once in a leap year, you know what I mean? Yes. 
So um, as you can tell, I'm super excited. I um, usually have my wife around that says, okay, slow down a little, Cher, slow down. Because I get so excited about, you know, what we're doing um, and just how we got here. And we'll talk more about that story next week. Uh, but it really has been community, Web3, Film3, that has, you know, made two films now together in less than two years. And I think that's a, a pretty good track record to have winning scripts come out of decentralized pictures platform, a Web3 platform, and then, you know, moving that into getting a film shot and produced uh, by the Web3 Film3 uh, community. Um, and I also like to say, you know, my, my whole idea with coming into Web3 is to bring more people into Web3. And that's why, you know, Sandy, I like what you're saying and how you're helping others. Um, this really is, we can't just stay in this little space by ourselves. It's great. We're the pioneers. Uh, we're the OGs. Um, but we need to bring in more people to actually become a tipping point. And, and really change things for creators. And I'm hoping with what I'm doing with Chris and Carla and others in this space, Jason's here, and everybody on the next team, I hope that we are making a difference to, you know, opening the world up for other people to get involved, to see how we can do, um, you know, a better job of, of, of creating together, but not only that, monetizing because that's why I joined this space in 2018. It is to figure out a way to monetize on our films that we're making so that we don't have to work three jobs to do what we freaking love, to tell the stories that need to be told. So that's why I'm here. And I'm just so excited to have Chris partner with me now on Next to, to get this work done. 100%. You see, this is why I didn't feel like it was really changing subjects because this is what we're like the exact idea of what we're talking about and where like everything we want to go, where it needs to go. But, you know, it's the other part is, is it's hard to not acknowledge how I got here and it's hard not to acknowledge all the all the reasons why I not just do what I do at Manifold and how I plan to do only with Manifold, but also like why I trust Sherry, why I wanted to work with Sherry is because of all the other people that didn't get to like really, you know, give me a lot of faith in working within the space, but Sherry did me and Sundog on season one with part of the NFT projects that they were putting out. And, you know, we were, we made art for it. We, you know, the art sold, we got paid, everything was perfect. It was like exactly what we wanted. We got to be featured at quantum, you know, it was a really awesome thing to just be part of it. And it's the experience really got me to like, you know, and I'm not alone. You know, there's people like Karen who's always talks about how her being a scripty was like, you know, this amazing experience to have. And like, even me as somebody who'd been on set, I was like, this is great to be part of the, the back end, the marketing team and, you know, actually get paid out from when something is successful. So this is why I don't really feel like it's changed the subjects just because, you know, for anybody who's listening and anyone who's like been in on this conversation, you know, the idea of being able to control it is really powerful and it's really possible here in a lot of fucking ways. Um, so, yeah. So with all that, I would like to actually go to Jason and see what's up and see how he's doing. Chris, you know, you're absolutely right. It's not changing subjects at all. Everything's kind of dovetailing into everything else. And, and, and I love that. And it's a great way to structure the conversation. And I don't want to throw, good Lord, I don't want to throw cold water on, on anybody right now. But I do just want to kind of 
flip the script a little bit and just kind of maybe give my perspective. First of all, everyone in this room that knows me knows how much I love Sherry, how much I love everyone I've gotten to know through Never Alone and through the squad and through all of that. The last three years have been just an amazing experience. I've learned so much and and expanded you know my community of of people that i i can never say how much i appreciate everyone that i've gotten to know in this room and how much i appreciate the opportunity to get to know everyone who i don't know in the room um one of the things that i love about film three as our little subset of web three is the variance in the different projects Never Alone is different from, you know, cameras up, guns down. Keith, what's going on, my man, you know, is different from what the squad is as as a project, you know, that Jordan has has has, you know, started way back when and is still going strong. And I'm a proud member of the squad and Luis in the coders room and what they've done. You know, there's just been so many different aspects to how, you know, and, and this actually kind of goes back to what the gentleman was saying earlier about, um, you know, being a newbie and, and figuring out this whole thing, because there's been numerous roads to quote unquote success in film three. And I do things a little bit differently than you, Chris, differently than Keith, differently than Sherry, and we all have our own approaches and it's been wonderful. The thing that's kind of soured me a little bit on the space is and not the people, mind you, not the people. I want to be very clear. I'm not throwing shade at any person, but uh, I have found is I have developed. Well, first of all, it all comes down to marketing. You know, we 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 had the marketing Mondays with Stephen for a little bit, and I know he's working on some stuff um, with Bingeable and and all of that. And we're, you know, uh, one thing I would have to say to a newbie in this space. And, you know, you, we, and the same thing happened to me in 2021. We throw all these terms, blockchain, MetaMask, wallet, seed phrase, this, that, and the other, OpenSea, where do I start? Manifold, y'all love, no, I, I love Manifold too. Where do I start? Well, honestly, it doesn't matter <laughs> where you start because if no one knows who you are, no one's going to find your art anyway. You know, so one of the things that kind of, you know, the, the royalty situation, like I did a space on this, you know, over a year ago about like, hey, you know, we were promised royalties and then we didn't get them. Well, you know what? I've been in this space for three years. I've had multiple projects come out. I've not made one single sale on secondary. I'm not upset about that because who the fuck am I? But like, I haven't made one single sale on secondary. So to like throw it a newbie, hey, worry about royalties. No, you, people need to know who you are before you worry about royalties. If they don't know who you are, no, nobody's going to want to, you know, buy and trade your, your goods. So that's just my, my feeling on that. My, my other feeling uh, also, you know, to jump off of the wonderful news that Sherry had is I am, and this is the reason why I wanted to come into the space, Chris, because I think you were, you had mentioned when you were tweeting out about the space, um, that that was going to be one of the topics of the day. You know, I am working on my feature film, The Absence is Always Present right now. I always kind of wanted to have, uh, obviously I wanted to have a Web3 aspect to it. Some of my earliest work on Tezos, on Hicketnunk, for Christ's sake, um, as well as OpenSea, were all work that, you know, is part of my overall absence project. But, it, it, you know, and 
I am finding that I am not going to be able to finance a million dollar movie solely in Web3. I've also found that my audience isn't in Web3. I'm making a serious, you know, as is Sherry, you know, we're making serious movies for adults about serious topics in uh, an atmosphere that is awash in childishness. Hey, lots of money to be made. Do your own thing, everybody. But I am sick and tired of cartoon apes and everything. And I'm the and I went down to the the burger place here in Long Beach to shoot, you know, my my lifted video, um, you know, at the at the Board Apes Burger Place, which is now out of business, you know. So I'm just a little bit uh, after three years, just a little bit sick and tired of the cartoon apes. That being said, as I've been developing my project, I've gotten back to my my film two, if you will, my 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 other independent filmmaker community filled with a lot of low budget, micro budget filmmakers um, that have also, you know, that have played at big festivals like Tribeca and South by. And also, let me really quickly say huge victory for film three, that cold wallet, the winner of the second Andrews Bernard Award on decentralized pictures is world premiering at South by Southwest this year. And, you know, the filmmakers are busy getting ready for them, you know, for their premiere, but nobody in this space knows it. We all love, you know, Miguel and he's doing well with Cayadita and it's amazing, but there is another movie out that's about to premiere at South by Southwest that wouldn't have happened without film three, without decentralized pictures and decentralization. And like nobody in our space even knows about it. So that kind of is like, eh, you know, it just kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth. But what I was saying was, as I'm developing my project and I'm going back into my old, you know, film two cohorts, and these are all the people that I told three years ago, hey, I'm film three, I'm going to experiment before it was called film three. You know, I'm going into web three, I'm going to experiment with this stuff. And everyone is asking me, they're begging, they are begging. People want to be able to take revenue from their movie in, let's call it the real world, and they want to distribute it using smart contracts in Web3. They want to be able to control their waterfall. They want to be able to, you know, pay their crew, you know, using crypto or using Web3 technologies and smart contracts and all that. And they're begging for it. Everyone I've spoken to, they're like, can we do this yet? And the answer is after three years, a resounding no. There is still no bridge from the old school film industry into Web3 in a way where you can have revenue from a theatrical run or a streaming run and translate that revenue into a programmed distributable waterfall in Web3. There's no bridge. I know people have been working on it over the years, but nobody's, there's nothing out there. So whenever I, after three years, go and talk to people who have peripherally, peripherally been watching and trying to learn and seeing what other people do and the ones that are, you know, too afraid to dive in with their own money, you know, and I get it. But like they come to me and they're like, oh, is this, is this here yet? Does it exist? And I'm like, no, there's lots of successful projects. Like I said, Sherry's project, Never Alone is successful. You know, Keith is successful. I call it success because I just, the work that you guys put into it is the success to me. And I'm just really proud of everybody for, for getting to this point in a very difficult uh, arena. 
you know, but the one thing that every, that's why, you know, you guys were talking about the onboarding and how we've been talking about onboarding for three years. You know, I'm not onboarding anyone else because they all want this one thing that doesn't exist and we haven't proven it yet. Like I said, I'm proud of the Cold Wallet team. I'm proud of Miguel. I'm proud of everyone in the room. But the people that aren't here, they want a certain thing and we haven't been able to provide it for them yet. And I don't know, like I can tell, I try to tell them, I don't know if this will ever happen. I don't, there's no way to get the, the, the fiat revenue train, like, cause we talk about provenance. We talk about, you know, immutability. Well, that's a one big space where you can, you know, take your revenue from the, you know, the, the real world and corrupt the shit out of it and then put whatever you want into web three. There's no. Like, so the, 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 the provenance stuff on all that, you know, the immutability, it's rock solid. It, 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 it doesn't matter coming from the fiat realm because that's the one big gap, you know, that would let people corrupt that system. So that's basically oh. my thought on that part of it. You know, I'm a little bit, I'm not fed up, but like I said, just a little bit sick and tired of just the cartoonish nature when I'm trying to do something so serious. And I know, so, you know, some other people might feel that that same way too, or maybe, maybe not. If it's, you know, if you love that kind of thing, stick with it, you know? And like I said, in film three, as opposed to almost any other, you know, area of web three that I've seen, like I said, the diversity of the projects, the diversity of the people and the perspectives is what I love. You know, it, it's been fantastic, but you know, when we end up bring it full circle and then I'll wrap it up, to be able to recommend this stuff to a newbie, especially someone that might be dabbling in AI art, because if somebody, you know, no matter how immutable something is, no matter how providential it is, if somebody wants to take your shit, they will. And it's still up to you to sue them. And you can't just say, oh, I have this blockchain entry. doesn't matter. If someone wants to steal your shit, they will. And you have to defend it. If somebody wants to, um, you know, if, 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 if they want to do that, they will. If someone wants to, to abuse your copyright, you still have to defend it. And as far as I know, in the United States of America, like there's still not a lot of precedence for using the blockchain as like proof of copyright and stuff like that. I could be wrong. I'm not, I'm not totally up on it. But I will. the very, very last thing I will say, Chris, is I'm so surprised to hear that you can't buy Tezos in New York considering they advertise on the billboards at, uh, at not Shea Stadium, but wherever the hell the Mets play. That's my dog barking. So wherever the, the, the Mets play, and uh, you know, they, they, they advertise on the billboards all the time. So it's so weird that you can't buy Tezos in New York when they advertise in New York so much. So just my two cents. Can, just my man. two cents. So thanks, Chris. Yeah, let's see. Um, what was that, Jeff? I believe you can now. There was. Uh... It was like that early on, but it's changed. Yeah, I haven't tried to buy it a minute, but I remember not that long ago was you couldn't do it. I had to like go to a, I had to get a Tez dealer, which you know I've acquired drugs easier than I've acquired cryptocurrency, which is sad in this world. Sad. Um, all right, so I don't know who had the. I know Sherry had her hand up last, but um, I don't know who had their hand up first between the two of you, Singularity or John. Um, well. Whichever one wants to go first, go for it. We haven't heard from John in a bit. He had his hand up earlier, so go ahead, John. 
Yeah, just a you know, quick comment. I think one of the things that still hasn't been resolved here, talking about ownership, is whether one can actually even claim copyright on something that was created by a machine. I mean, the courts so far have ruled that you can't. And so, you know, ultimately, you know, it, it's it's really a, a, a token of something more than, you know, something that has value because of that problem. Not that it's going to, you know, not change. But I think right now that that is a, a big the issue. The gray area of Thank that you. was that they ruled that you could claim copyright on things that were created by AI, not that the, you couldn't. It, the, yeah. the gray area well, is that you have to you have to understand a raw output versus an edited one. Right. But, you know, the, so if you and I, and I don't remember the person's name and they frequently came on these spaces. But, you know, the, the, the simplification of that is that you have to make changes. It can't all be created by AI. And this person meticulously documented the changes that were made, you know, and it still wasn't accepted by the copyright office. And, you know, I would argue, I mean, it's, you know, why is an image yeah. created by a camera? I mean, the photographers a long time ago, right, when copyright first was instituted here in the United States, had problems with the copyright office because they said that pushing a button wasn't a creative thing and so you couldn't copyright photographs but that changed you know after a couple of years so hopefully this is going to change as that's well exactly, but yeah that's I mean, exactly it's convoluted. That, I, that i try to make is that is that when you when when you have judges ruling on raw ai output i don't know what that means no computer made this without me i there's no there's no computer sitting out there making art right anyone hear about that it takes a person to type in and every single person's input is different then they're that you know like it determines their output therefore how do you qualify that it's not made by humans it's just it's an argument that i've that i that's nonsensical to me i agree john i think it's coming in the future i think it'll change yeah well we'll see i mean you know this is it's a very complicated topic only because like even every copyright case it's up to the judge that sees the case um copyright or not ai or not it always goes down to that 60 percent of iteration law how close or how far you are it is always like a, it, it, the whole thing about so this is another this is another thing i'm kind of and it's not devil's advocate it's just I have a very loose feeling about copyright in general because I have no doubt that if I make something that's good enough, somebody is going to want to take it and somebody will probably find a way to take it. And if that happens, then I have to put the fight as far as I possibly can. And then, you know, just try and ride off the wave of how, of how loud I would be about that to the entirety of every community I can shake into. So that's the, like, you know, the value in even something like that is if you can just ride off of it some way, somehow and figure out a way to pivot off of it. Like this is, and this is kind of like why the fringe is in the space because they had a project, they had sold it and, you know, it went on to be, you know, amazing and it's still an amazing project, but you know, they ultimately didn't get the provenance from it. And, you know, it's, they made a universe that's pretty fucking cool. And it has all the makings of what their original project was, but it's where it is today because you know they they pushed it forward from where it was so you know it's it's a really it's that's why copyright and all that it's like 
just sell your shit any way you want to, any way you can. And I mean, try and, you know, control as much as possible that you can understand and allocate as you possibly can at any time. That's, that's why, like, it's, I have such a hard time directing people with, like, the best intentions because I always try and put them somewhere that I know they can at least get to the stage where I was at, where I was like, oh, that was stupid easy. Now the next thing I need to do. But on the other hand, I agree with a lot of this stuff. Like, there's, there's, a, there's a value in protecting it, but the value in protecting it has to match the value of what you're getting in. If you're paying out more than you're getting in to just make your shit permanent on some way, shape, or form, like you're you're at a losing battle. You're just digging your hole deeper. Um, so you know, not financial advice, but just be careful out there. Everyone. Um, can I can, can I chime in yeah, real quick here, Chris? Really quick. Yeah, I just wanted to to, to chime in real quick. You know, um, this this conversation. What's what's great about it is is trying to figure out how do you determine what's a copyright? Well, the challenge is when we start looking at the blockchain as a copyright item or a copyright method. Uh, I, I, so I, I'm, the only reason I mention this is because I actually sit on the, the International Organization um, for Global Blockchain Association for the United Nations. And one of the things that, that's conversation is blockchain does not necessarily, it's, it secures ownership in the access of the data of what it represents. So it's a, it's a conversation that's going around of, is it copyright for entertainment purposes? Is it copyright from a, a documentation? If I were to write an article and publish it or write a book and publish it on blockchain, does that provide it its own copyright? Is that a, a separate entity of, of, of a single authentication? So what about the things that are not on there? So th this is a huge conversation when it comes down to how do you protect a copyright? What's a copyrighted image? And, and I agree with the, the comment that was made on, on any time of a, an alternative. There is a user input that is required for any and all results for a form of AI. We've heard the conversations around bias, et cetera. Bias is based on the inputs that were provided to it. It doesn't give you bias. It's demonstrating the reflection of the input that was provided to it. So it all requires human interaction to develop and produce, regardless of its format. Yes. Um, the only thing I'd say to that is there is filtration on a lot of those bias issues that's going around that they're changing because, you know, just like any filtration, you either do it too much, too little or just right. And just right is not always easy. So that's the only yeah. thing I'll say is like on raw outputs, as far as like like open source models. Totally agree with you. That's somebody manipulating how the thing works or um, or when mid journey, when they put in exactly the term of a film frame that would be like that would be totally in that database that exact way like they're they're manipulating the system but when it comes down to that recent bias that was all filtration um and that's just what all major platforms do and it's something i always want to highlight that if you use a major platform for ai there's heavy it's a heavily filtrated prompt system that they make sure you are doing the best possible outcomes that they are legally allowed for you to do <laughs> Interesting because art is art itself is is all based in bias. I mean, Banksy is one of the most recognizable artists, but everything he puts is some form of bias, right? Even if it's about peace, there's a there's a inherent uh, driven component to his intent. 
Well, yeah, but that's the thing. It's his intent. Um, the difference between why I use stable diffusion and why I don't use mid-journey is because I don't know when they, when they do their prompt injection what they're doing. Um, and if I don't know what they're doing, then I'm not doing it. So it's, it's one of those factors for me that I use stable diffusion because there's no prompt injection unless I use a LoRa or unless I use something else. And then I can always go dial back to why those things work the way they do. So I enable, like, uh, that's the feedback loop that I always like because I can understand that whole thing. When it comes to, like, you know, uh, the issues recently with uh, Copilot and um, MidJourney and all that, there's prompt injection there that we don't get to see, which is why, like, for me, there's, there's two sides to that argument. So that's all I'm saying. Um, I agree with you 100%, but there's just, the, there's just two sides to that argument where on a major level, no one really is going to understand that that bias was actually the system being told to go in that direction instead of like stable diffusion and stuff like that, open source, which is somebody actually has to want to go in that direction to get there. You know, it's, it's a totally different type of system. Totally appreciate the conversation, and I agree with everything you said. I think that was that my point was just to kind of do exactly what you're talking about, which is present the, both sides of the argument. Because you know, all of all of our social media is based on bias. There's somebody else that's controlling what algorithms are seen and, and what's being utilized, what can be filtered, and how. So we're so used to being conditioned by our social media platforms to even do that that this is just another another phase of will we allow ourselves to to accept those input those input controls from somebody else that, as you point out, you know, there may be other tools out there where you have greater granular control. And I think that's the, that's the knowledge gap that exists inside of the space and why this is such a great conversation. So I, I appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, no problem. And I mean, this is exactly why me and Sherry wanted to take on AI in such a way is to enable more of this conversation. I was telling her all the like the different spaces I was on, interviews I was doing, like stuff like that. And, you know, we were really getting into the meat of it. Like, you know, and I'm also helping her with different uh, graphic design stuff, which I used to do client by client basis. And now anytime I get a client, it's so much easier because I could just make assets really quickly instead of having to go find stock you know, and cut stock out and try to attribute properly and make sure everything's fucking done correctly so you don't get fucking sued. Now, if you have a commercial license with one of the one of the different generators or you do a serve yourself license like with Stable Diffusion, you can do a lot of stuff with that power. And you, you have the capability to really do some really interesting things with it that are within the commercial license of that product, of that service. And it's what's kind of perfect about the situation we're in. And I think having more of these conversations around, like, especially provenance of one's art and, and art future, as well as, like, what's understood as one's art and art future, because, like, copyright, non-copyright, blockchain, these are, like, they're very different worlds, but they all kind of mean the same thing it just depends on kind of what jason said it's who you are and that's really the purpose of all of this is like develop who you are however the fuck you want to but make sure whatever you do it's like that's why you're doing it purposefully like don't go to web three you know just this is why i always the recommendation thing this is what started this conversation is like if you go to web three intending on striking gold you're never going to do it it's it's just never going to happen even if it's highly possible in certain sectors it's still very unlikely um you know but the other part is like really enjoy what you do and try and make that something that other people attach on to and then keep doing that um, for fun or for profit. Um, so Singularity was next, and then we'll go back to Sherry. So go ahead, Singularity. 
Hey, <clears throat> great. Well, I'm really enjoying the the the, the discussion. Um, and uh, thanks for <clears throat> people being willing to uh, you know um, break some things down for me. I <laughs> I did uh, create a uh, an account, um, so I'm kind of gotten started. But I, I just wanted to. Um, I think the, the the conversation evolved into a point that entered into an area of expertise of mine, and that I have a you know background in economics. And um, I think that one thing that's really great about what uh, we're talking about here is that we're pushing into the new economics. Um, and <clears throat> I think that one of the phenomena that we're seeing is as the shift happens, um, people are still uh, uh, unable to come to terms with the rapidity and the totality of the uh, of the changes that are happening and um, and that includes uh, in the economic sphere so <clears throat> the word value has come up a number of times and uh, one of the things that's really happening right now is the essential nature of value is being transformed in the age of intelligence um, and one of the components of value is time value and time value is rapidly, uh, rapidly, uh, approaching zero. Um, and that means that something that is created today, um, does not persist as a use value of any kind, uh, beyond its creation. So everything immediately becomes an artifact of the moment in time in which it was manifested. Um, that's artifactualism. Um, and I'm going to post a uh, link to my um, half-written <laughs> paper called uh, Art, Artifice and Artificial Intelligence, Artifactualism and the New Art School. I'm going to post that in the purple pill here uh, as soon as I stop talking. Um, so anyway, so th that means that the entire basis of property rights that we have right now is eroding under our feet at this very moment in time. So I created the basically the first uh, uh, film scene, AI-generated film scene, where it's character shot, scene consistent. Um, you know, and just like any other film, only all of the assets were entirely generated by AI. Um, that's a pretty, you know, uh, unique thing that had time value for about three months during which the time it was being created. Um, that time value basically comes to an end with Sora uh, because now it can be created instantly or very, very quickly. It can be surpassed instantly and very, very quickly. Um, the time value of that creation is, you know, almost non-existent anymore. So uh, it'll last a few more weeks to a month until Sora comes out. Um, and that's something that's going to continue to happen where, um, <clears throat> and this is the importance of, of blockchain and tokenization of the tokenization economy so that people can uh, can transfer that value into the growing intelligence and receive some sort of tokenized value back 
in um, in exchange for their kind of contribution into into the intelligence. So what's the value of what I've created? Um, it's the value that it actually adds to to the intelligence, to the artifactual uh, historical record that is now um, uh, it, it, it is now recorded by AI. AI is now the historical record, is the art, the uh, the record uh, uh, of of the artifact of human endeavor. So um, I know that's a lot, but if you wrap your mind around the concept of artifactualism and uh, and the the total total revolution of of value um, economically that we're right now going through, even though, uh, I'll make this final point. Um, it was 300 years between the onset of capitalism and when Adam Smith codified, uh, philosophically, intellectually, um, the principles of capitalism in the, the wealth of nations. So in other words, capitalism was going on for 300 years before people even realized that, that something had fundamentally changed economically. Um, and so it's not unusual for people to not know that the change is happening when it's happening. Um, but it's for those, I think that success is going to be measured in terms of the ability to understand the transformational process that is ongoing um, and be at the crest of that wave um, rather than carried along by the wave uh, as a result of its action. And that's, and that's the reason why I'm kind of bringing this to the group is that um, if we can elevate our understandings of these um, fundamental economic changes that are happening, we're going to be better positioned for that new definition of success. Again, uh, thank you very much. For sure. And you know if that's if that's the direction you're thinking, definitely go for manifold, and fuck the rest of this conversation that we would have had if I had just known that. <laughs> but you know, it's one of the funny things. Like, it was good to go in a direction where we were understanding, like, kind of where you're at and where you might want to be. Um, and in that case, like, definitely manifold is is why that all of us are there. That's that's the purpose. We found a place where there's nothing that could be done too bad to you i mean they, they found exploits and manifold of course but you know they fix them they they patch them and they move on and they, they keep on going forward um and it's 100 percent worth it to own your own future as far as like what your smart says. um but yeah so uh i also wanted to go back to sherry because we had had like a lot of us like got to chat um so what's up sherry you have any thoughts on this yeah i mean um there's so many great topics today <laughs> that, you know, I raised my hand after Jason, when Jason was speaking, because I really wanted to respond to Jason. So is it okay to go back to that? Yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, this is all okay. reactive to Jason as well. Bro. Don't worry. <laughs> this, this is what we need to be doing as creators and filmmakers and AI, you know, creators. We need to have discussions like this. We need to have these open, honest, real it doesn't mean we're being negative. 
you know, or pessimist or anything, we need to have these discussions. This is how we're going to move forward in this space. And, um, you know, Jason really made me think about this because back when I joined, you know, Clubhouse back then before coming over to Twitter, you know, I was in some groups talking about film and I really wanted to see how, you know, blockchain and we didn't even call it film three or even web three at that time, how blockchain and smart contracts could, you know, change uh, the world for indie filmmakers. And, you know, I, I believed back then in 2019 that I had more questions than I had answers. And that's the reason I started Next, because uh, you can't just sit around and ask these questions and expect things to change. You have to try things. You have to get your hands dirty. You have to make mistakes. You have to piss people off. This is the way that we're going to move this forward. And uh, I love, Sandy, that you're laughing at me because uh, you know what I mean. You know, and I'm sure I've pissed off people in this space. And but I am trying to I'm a technologist, too. I'm a filmmaker, but I'm also an IT person. I come out of corporate. I hate to say pharma. Um, you know, I led big IT projects. And, um, you know, this all kind of came together for me because of having that background. And how do we how do we change this current model for creators that just sucks? We're just not making money and we need to be able to make money. And Jason is right. It's like we're trying to bring people into this world but we don't really have the change that they're looking for working yet. Um, and that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen because change takes time. Um, and, you know, uh, three years in this space, I'm still trying to make these changes, but I'm experimenting and trying to see what works, what doesn't. But I'm also not pushing out the Web 2 um, world, the Film 2 world, because it's important. I believe it's a hybrid model at this point that we really need to be looking at how in the film world, I always look at how does Hollywood help me because it really was Hollywood people. And, you know, I, I can't say names and, but, but Chris knows a lot, a lot of this cause I talked to him about this. It was Hollywood people that brought me into this space and had me to start looking at smart contracts and, you know, blockchain and crypto and, and all that good stuff back in 2018. Uh, so they're there, they're watching, they're changing just like we are, but we've got to be able to have, like I said, these important conversations. It's not all you know, Web3, Film3 fixes this. Show me how it does. And then we can show others how it does. And then we can bring people on and then we can be that tipping point. But until we address these, you know, problems, these issues, these growing pains, uh, until we're able to say, yeah, I can get my film on a Web3 platform and people will see it and I will make money from it. And until then, we cannot really change the world. So I just want to put that out there. And Jason, and I want to thank you because you're one of the people that originally got me talking in this space because I was very quiet because I didn't want to be seen as a as a Debbie Downer. Um, but these questions need to be asked. And I feel like I have a safe place now uh, to be asking them. And I have Knacks and two films. So we are experiencing um, the change. We are showing how things can be different. And we are also, believe me, making mistakes. Uh, mistakes. I make lots of them. I will continue to make them. And uh, I'm proud of it. 
And uh, let's just keep working together to make the change happen for creators. Exactly. Like I always say, there's no right or wrong answer in the space. However you do it is the way you do it. And this is why, like, you know, I try and recommend easy things because I don't want anyone to have any difficulty getting to whatever they want to do. Um, you know, but on the other hand, I'm, I like I say, I'm, I'm on both sides. I could easily see how protecting your providence is like the most important thing as an artist, especially if you intend on staying in a space that's for a long time. And, you know, an interesting bridge that I that I sit between is between film and, and the AI art space. And it's interesting how their differences and their likenesses. And it's something that I'm finding, you know, there's a lot more hope in the AI art space than there, than there is in the film three space. That's for sure. Um, and I think it's because that there's more things happening in the AI art space. There's more controversies. There's this, there's that. There's insanity just going on. That's, you know, just making it just that much more of a rush to be part of it in any which way. Um, but, you know, that's the other thing why I wanted to join up with Sherry. I also like having conversations with people about making whatever they want to make in film three, because like, it's let's push it forward. We got to push the space forward. We got to try more things. And, uh, and yeah. So Jason, I'm sorry, man, you had your hand up. Um, do you want to chat before we go to Ken? Yeah, really, really, really quick. Oh, good. Good to see Ken. I haven't uh, chatted with him in a while. Good to see you, my man. Um, just to build off what Sherry said real quick, and I'm with you too, Chris, like, uh, I feel like I'm in like this nether region where like, I want to be, uh, bullish, you know, it's, like I want to be bullish about the space, but there's just like all these, just, there's all these drawbacks that like, I, I, I feel like we as a group ignore because of the pro the, the promise of, of financial freedom, the promise of artistic freedom. You know, we, we, we talk about all these things, you know, that, that, that all of this can fix. And then, you know, and then there's the huge gap with how the reality actually plays out, you know, and the one thing I just really do want to add and, and what I think is, you know, I was thinking about what, what success is in this space. And, you know, it kind of popped into my head as Sherry was talking, cause I've, you know, I was there also in clubhouse back then. And, 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 and to see her, and I've told her this before, sure, you know, this is no secret to see you come out of that shell and to be such a leader now, like to me, that's, I, I almost want to be like super pretentious and be like, that's the art, but you know what? We're, we're, we're storytellers and we're telling a story, not of the prod, not just of the projects themselves, but of ourselves. If we're going to truly be independent, autonomous creators that don't have to answer to film distributors and don't have to answer to the old way of doing things in Hollywood. We have to sell ourselves before I, I, anybody. That's why it's like, you know, open sea manifold, da, 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 like it doesn't effing matter where you start. If nobody is interested in you and your story, nobody's going to give an F to buy your work. They just won't, you know? And so I think Sherry, the, the, the strength of Never Alone is in the strength of Sherry's, you know, film three origin story. You know, it, it, it comes from the fact that she started off, you know, quiet and found her voice and didn't just find her voice to start talking on spaces, found her voice enough to put it down on paper and then to put it on screen. That's what's so compelling about the projects. That's what's so compelling about all of this is the people the personalities, the stories that they bring to the table of themselves. And that's what's going to get it, people interested in wanting to participate, 
own, collect, whatever you want to call it, that's where we're going to get people hooked in to the things that we're doing and the stories that we're telling. If we're just like, I'm going to, and I did this in 2021, I farted out a bunch of shit. I taught myself OpenSea listing things like it's on eBay and, and, and I'm here's stuff from my movie at South by and everyone's going to cut. No, nobody gives a shit. You have to make people give a shit. And that comes from touting it's yourself. Really a different conversation. I, I, de- I appreciate you, that point of view. I mean, you definitely hammered it home. I think that it's a different conversation. Marketing is separate. I'm not, than, I'm not talking about lines. marketing. I'm not talking about marketing, you know, per se. Yes, yes, marketing, the whole thing. But again, if we want people to have interest in us as autonomous creators hawking our wares directly to people to buy them, they have to care about who we are. It doesn't like, and, and that's where I kind of get lost in the sauce on the AI stuff. Because if everybody can do it, then it loses its specialness. And also I'll throw... Not everyone can do it. I, I, that's another conversation for another day for sure. But it, it, I, I will say just on the, the last bit of the AI stuff is there is a segment in society right now. Chris, I know you know this because we, we, we interact with some of the same people. We all know who's blocked me. There is a segment of people out there that if they see you you know, trying to do AI stuff, they will go out of their way to fuck with you in a way that I don't think artists need. You know, if you want to take that challenge on, by all means. But like, again, if somebody wants to steal your stuff, even if it's minted, even if you have them, even if you have everything in your back pocket all lined up, if somebody wants to say, this is AI, I'm taking it, haha, it's up to you to defend it. And the blockchain isn't going to be there to protect you when that comes. You know, so I'm just saying if we're going to have the success in this business, in this space, in this whole thing, it's going to be by getting people interested in who we are, our stories, our origin stories, and get people to give a shit about that. And the blockchain cannot help with any of that is all I'm saying. Eh, I'm a 50-50 on that. I definitely think for sure that um, you're right about the personality thing, because that's honestly most of the people, most of the artists I like in this space, that's how they're they're rolling. You know, people like Delta, people like Doc T, you know, these are people that really, people like Jeff, people like these, these people really like are who they are in the space. And it's like, it's what's really powerful about that experience and being here. And it's also why I see when they make good shit, everybody jumps at it or whoever jumps at it is very, is like very dedicated to it, you know, because those communities are cultivated through being those people. And I think that that's the, the, the 50, 50 on that is where, you know, you say blockchain doesn't help with any of that. I, the only reason I disagree is it's because it depends on what you're catering to and who you're catering to. Um, because I honestly feel like there's a, there's a real, like, there's a real kind of like impasse when it comes down to saying that, because the, you're absolutely right. As far as film three, 
like film three is exceptionally tiny, exceptionally small. It's a well that is constantly going back to over and over again. This is why the producer's token of making, I'm putting it on both Tez and Solana as well as Ethereum, because there's other people and other chains who don't necessarily give a shit or may not even know that there's a film three type of ideology. And I've had this from people on numerous occasions, just be like, I didn't even know this existed. Like, this is amazing, you know, and it's people from all walks, you know, and ordinals people and all this other stuff. So they just don't know that it's even capable of happening of what it is, you know, and even though there's no real way that it fixes any of these conversations, there is that little aspect of the niche of blockchain, the niche of Web3. And it is its own kind of sales niche. And it's the only reason I'd say that it, Blockchain does help if you're specifically there. It's the same thing as me saying to you, you went onto Facebook and you put ads on like 25 to 30 year olds in the Albuquerque, New Mexico area. You'd get 25 to 30 year olds in the Albuquerque, New Mexico area getting your ads. You know, it's the same idea. So I'm like, and that's the reason why I don't knock anybody for anything they do. Because if you buy ads for whatever it is that you, you know, whatever it is on Facebook, whatever that help you make your film or help you get your film funded, you know, looked at, whatever, or you use blockchain, I don't care. It's just always try and be authentic to the why you're there and what you're there for. But this is also why I, I completely follow with Sherry about the, the web 2.5, because it's really still 2.5 in a lot of ways. And this is like, you know, kind of what I was thinking about before, where you were talking about how there's no way of like getting money from a production back onto a, a smart contract. Like, you're absolutely right. But there's also the whole idea of any if you even do a production, you have to hire a management company to do all the all the finance work. And I mean, it, it, you could probably also do that in a lot of ways with blockchain and make it just that much you know, more secure and that much more of a of a situation that could be controlled if that's what your intentions are. But I think that's really where it comes down to, because either direction, if your intentions are negative, blockchain or not, you're going to find a way to make that money yours. You know, but I think there's a way that management of the finances could be done with blockchain. It's something that I was really hoping Hollywood land would like bank in on because it was a really cool idea for a job market that was based in blockchain. Um, it would be something so epic. It would be so, so easy to do. I mean, like a shout out to Hollywood land. If you really like, if you're still pushing in that direction, bro, I'm all about it. Um, but that's what I mean. Like it's still, no matter what, somebody just doesn't use blockchain as their management tool, but it could totally be done. Um, it's just a matter of adoption. And that's why I'm still not as, I'm still not as like against onboarding, but I understand your concerns. I understand your frustrations, bro, because same thing like you just this whole conversation was about me recommending OpenSea. like this this obviously like you've heard my concerns and issues and reasons and you know and my my talkbacks as to why i don't and that's why i was glad this conversation happened um but yeah the, i mean to kind of close us out um we're in the last like 10 minutes uh z creative go ahead what's up hey guys really enjoying the conversation thanks for having me up I was curious if anybody had knowledge on dist distribution platforms that may be disrupting like the old Hollywood um, industry, like the methodologies of distribution that is more of Web3 based for films, because I'm working on a, a short film. Uh, it's actually a, a film series. So I have the first episode almost done and submitting it to like an AI film festival and everything. 
But yeah, I'm just curious on if there's any platforms or like film distribution methodologies that's more like Web3 native that could be a disruptive, like beneficial thing for like indie filmmakers in the AI film space. Sandy, I know you're emoting a lot. Do you want to do you want to pump not Omniflex again? Listen. Um, oh, is that on the Cosmos all, Cosmos chain? Uh, well, here's oh, the Omniflex. thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. I put my, I, yeah. So yeah. That could I put be it a in good the nest. First platform, of all, right? the thing about Omniflex is um, th- the reason it's wonderful is you don't need to understand Web three or have wallets. So I put in the nest up there the video that I made of Lake Louise. Okay, so anybody can go look at my I can't, video. I can't hear whoever's it's, speaking if there is someone speaking. Sorry. Oh, oh, sorry, bro. Actually, if you want to okay. jump down and jump back up, then uh, we'll have Sandy start talking again. Usually, that's what causes the issue. So. Jump right. back down and jump back can, up. Can, <laughs> can, can I address, um, I, I, wanted, I wanted also to respond to what Sherry was saying. Um, I never got a chance to congratulate her and her efforts. Um, and I, and uh, I just wanted to quickly say, that's great what you did. And I wanted to respond to Jason. And I share his frustration with the apes because I've been in this space. And one thing that I just wanted to quickly add is that even if there is a solution, if there are platforms that are doing it, it's going to be hard to know who they are because there's so much noise. So what you're describing, Jason, already does exist. But because there's so much noise, people don't know. Like I went to a real world conference where you could pay with fiat money or credit card or crypto. So we've actually gotten there if you've got film projects that you want to show on um, whether on the blockchain or wherever. And and so I, I just wanted to say, yeah, Omniflix is there and they've they've upgraded their technology. So I'm I'm not gonna go on and on, but um Z Creative uh, I've made an interactive video and, and I can, uh, so what you can do is like you make a video or a film and people who interact with it, you can reward them. So you can do uh, airdrops, you can do, um, ticketing things. It's a very powerful, uh, complicated system, but they've got a great team who understands. And listen, if people who are Farsi native speakers, where English is their second language, if they're managing to figure this out with bad connectivity, jumping from VPN, um, it gives me hope that the rest of us will. And the other thing is, nobody ever comes to save us. I don't expect Hollywood or anybody to save us. Everything that good has ever happened was from the street up. It was people figuring out the code, figuring out how to build it. And that's why I'm stepping up. That's why Sherry's stepping up. That's why Jason's stepping up. So thank you. And uh, I hope that my friend Z Creative will reach out to me. Back to you, host. And uh, thank you, Chris. I hear your little one. I know daddy's time is, is limited, so thanks for having the space. Oh, no problem. Yeah, he's just gotten very interactive in the last little while. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things, like, I think Omniflix has a real, like, kind of niche to them that I like about, you know, independence going to them. It's just, it's very different. It's very, uh, it's not ham-fisted. It's, it's just very rebellious and independent. Um, but there's, you know, there's also Beam. If you really wanted to do kind of something where you did web-free tokens and you wanted to have a, a like, token-gated kind of watch situation, that's what we have with Sundog's film uh, still to this day. 
um, you know, where you can buy a token and then you can go watch the film. Um, and that's one way to do it. Vabble is coming around. They're, they're coming, they're up and coming. They're not taking in new projects, but you can always get involved with them. And it's one of those things like definitely DM me. I think we're following, yeah, we're following each other. Just DM me and I can give you like a good list of like the different ones, but Omniflix is in the audience. Sandy's a real big proponent. That's why I wanted to hear her first, just because that's really like a, you know, it's a good place to kind of try stuff out. And if something catches on there, you're at a point where you're working with people who really have tried to be more of the rebels of the whole cause. You know, it's one of those things. Um, but yeah, give me a, you know, give me a shout and I can give you a list of a couple of different places to go. But I, oh, sorry, brother. Go ahead. Well, I just want to say thank you guys so much. I love that you're pushing things forward in that respect and um, really just excited to find new tools for the distribution aspect of things. And yeah, really excited, like almost done with the film, excited to figure out how to share it without it. Or like the token gating idea is really cool. And like mass adoption is going to be a challenge there. But um, yeah, excited for it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, no problem. And anybody that token gates, they also take fiat too. So it's like a VOD platform straight up. Um, it's really just kind of in your control all the time. It's it's kind of the, where the space is kind of made it to. And, you know, kind of the thing that like doesn't exist that I think Jason was more asking about is there's no direct from production, you know, budget into the blockchain. There's no direct from, you know, like, uh, like distribution and stuff into the blockchain. There's none of that. It's all about like, if you're independent, yes. If you do everything yourself, absolutely. But if you're working with a big production company, like they have no reason to deal with us. They have their own kind of situations already, but smaller, medium size. Those are the type of people I'm really like, you know, these are great ways to kind of have to cut out a middleman because you can do a lot of management with blockchain. You can do a lot of things that, you know, cost money in a, in a bigger way when you have to do them with like professional companies. But um, I fucked up earlier. I, I skipped over Ket, or I, I didn't see him in the audience. I totally forgot. But go ahead, brother. How are you doing? Hey, Chris. Hey, everyone. Um, nice to nice to be on space. It's been a really hectic couple of weeks for me, so I've been missing a lot of stuff. This is a really interesting conversation that everyone's having. Um, I'm really intrigued by everyone's perspective and I, I, I agree with everyone's sentiment at the moment. It's it's a really interesting time in space i think the big challenge that we're all facing i mean i'm kind of just addressing generally all the stuff that that's been discussed because i i kind of came in a little bit late um we're very very ahead of the time this is this happens a lot with technology and and uh, uh, you know sherry as you're saying i've i've been in it for 20 odd years so you know i've i've seen the the birth of social media and the birth of the internet and all of that so you know when you're ahead of the curves you're years ahead of where mass adoption is and web 3 is one of those things like i think i heard uh, someone mention you know we're in a web 2.5 space and you know maybe we're not even at 2.5 maybe we're up just over it but you know from a personal perspective I came into the space second time around, not, um, it's a complicated backstory, but year and a half ago, pretty much. And it was from a filmmaking perspective and seeing how crypto 
NFT and blockchain technology could help me as a short filmmaker. So uh, Z Creative, you know, this is, I'm kind of in a very similar space to you. Um, as Chris has mentioned, Vabble, do check them out because they will be curating content for their platform when it launches. So that's definitely a channel. But as creatives who are, let's just focus on movies for, for a second. Um, the distribution is the big bottleneck. There is no answer to that. There are no, apart from emerging platforms like Babel and uh, uh, mentioned OmniFlix, which I, I will check out. Um, Beam is a kind of a DIY solution. You still have to drive people there. And when we're saying we're going to bypass the studio system and take it on board, then yes, we are taking on board marketing. And Jason, as you said, getting people to know you as an individual yeah, people buy into the vibe of someone, you know, you, you, somebody can make the same film, but if you don't know who the filmmaker is, no one's going to see the film because they don't know who you are and are they going to take a chance on an unknown? So it's a real fine balance and I think it's it's really tough. I did not think I would be where I am today when I came on board for at least a year. You know, I would be in spaces and I'd be listening and I would be trying to figure out what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? At the same time, finishing films, working on a comic book, writing another script, finishing something I started four years ago, you know, and I'm, I'm still trying to finish, wrap up this first short film, which is um, a big, a much bigger project than anything I've done before. However, going, blending into this AI conversation, uh, my comic book, which is AI generated from film stills from a short film that I made two years ago, a property that I already owned, was just an interesting project for me to understand what's happening in the AI space. I'd never done a comic book before, so it was a good challenge to make a comic book, write it, do the layout, and also fix some problems with my film that I now cannot fix. I'm not going to go back and reshoot it, but the comic book allowed me to do things to make me feel better as a creative, <laughs> you know, trying to be a perfectionist but obviously you're in, in imperfect in in surroundings and scenarios but i got people who are in the comic world to some people to read it i've got a friend who knows he knows lots of people big in the uk and the us comic scene and um he read it and he found it intriguing but he said that he would not be able to publicly say so because of the ai and because he knows artists personally who are anti-AI. And this is a very, very fine, delicate, moral, philosophical discussion that is happening, but not happening enough, I think. And I, I always thought, even before he read the comic book and gave me those notes, was that I was always going to print a run of the... AI version, I was going to hire an artist. I got a single vision and a single style that would run all the way through. Um, and I'll still do that. And that's the one I'll probably release on the open systems. Like I will then upload that to Amazon. I'll then actually have that as cons, but there will be a very, very, very limited version of the AI version. Um, but it's, it's a conversation that needs to perpetuate. And I talk to people that I meet when I go to I was on at studio yesterday being fitted for 
some reshoots for a show I, I did, background stuff. And I spoke with someone who I was on set with a year ago. And I mentioned AI, I mentioned the comic book, and the, the, her, their immediate reaction was kind of slightly hesitant. And she wasn't sure about it in a kind of jokey, fun kind of way. But then I had this discussion and, and told her about the debate about my, well, at least my perspective. And it raises a lot of questions. There is no right and wrong here. And one side is not right and one side is not wrong. It's very, very complicated and very delicate. So I'm, I'm aware of the time and I'm aware that I can talk and not stop talking. So I think I juggled a few of the things I heard about. That's my perspective. I think we're just ahead of the time. But getting an audience in front of our content and getting people to know who we are. It's all well and good in the Web3 space, but we are not creating content just for the Web3 space. We're creating content for everyone. And that's our challenge is how, it's not about onboarding people into Web3. It's like, how can our Web3 generated content exist in and outside of the Web3 space? And I think that's the question in my mind anyway. Yeah, I mean, you see, there's there's a big there's a big debate as to how really that could work, and there's always kind of and in the very beginning, in the before times, in the 2021s, it was all about like blockchain only, blockchain only, blockchain only, and now the conversation is not blockchain only, blockchain only, because there's this reality that's hit that you know, and I've said this to Sherry on numerous occasions, a lot of the big issues in film three is just understanding now the film world. Sometimes something is developed for years and years and years and never makes it out to see the light of day. And if that happens in film three with how small it is, it's like an entire project has dropped off, but they really haven't. They just, you know, didn't, the funding didn't happen. They weren't able to commit to get the committals to work. And then, you know, it just kind of fell apart. And then people have to disperse and go on to the next thing that actually pays. You know, I used to traditionally, like, I loved commercial season because it was great to make cash. And, you know, trying to do it with independent films was like, you know, pulling teeth. Um, so in film three, this is a really hard, like, value aspect because it's hard for people to stay in. But on the other hand, like, the, the kind of cool thing about what film three does is it allows you to pre-sale the tests to have this very dedicated small group of people to like that follow your project. This isn't something new. Like we've been doing this since fucking Kickstarter. We've been doing it with Indiegogo. And before that, people made whole careers out of going viral on MySpace. It's all about like trying to like make sure that whoever does want to pay into wherever they want to pay into, you're just there for it. You know, you kind of don't, you don't have to be on so many platforms. You know, I think it is, I think what Jeff was saying earlier about being agnostic to like one platform and being like really true to it is a really powerful statement. Um, but, you know, make sure that the one you're on is the one where people are who want to buy your stuff. And I think that if you want to extend beyond that world, you are definitely not doing yourself a disservice or your work or your material. I think you're just basically doing what you should be doing, which is diversifying where, you know, what you do with that material. Because the Web 2 world and Web 3 world, they do not interact as of yet. And I think that's kind of the, the real value proposition about the Web 2.5 world type of feel, which is that, you know, exists on both. 
um, because really, you know, where you're going to, you know, you'll be on Tubi, you'll be able to tell your Facebook family that doesn't really like Web3 that you can watch it on Tubi. And, you know, if you, if you develop a fan base on a not particularly Web3 friendly platform, you need somewhere else for that material to lie. Um, you know, just don't be just don't be vague about it. Be open about how you're doing things. Make sure people understand. And this is kind of why I am unabashed about things that come up about trying to make money in the more Web2 environment, because the, 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 the clarity, the, the, the transparency is about doing that. It's trying to make people understand that we really want this project to exist in as best a possible situation as we can. And as transparent as we can be about anything, like, you know, every time something happens, it's good. We're definitely going <clears> to <throat> definitely going to discuss it. And even and every challenge that we have, we'll be able to like put it out to the crowd and ask if anyone else has encountered it and figure out a way out of it. Um, and that's the value of like having really difficult conversations. That's like today, you know, like uh, manifold 100 percent is something I can I could say is being the best alternative. Uh, but the easiest and most possibly egregious other uh, option is OpenSea, where you basically are just experimenting with something you are willing to never hold on to in your entire existence. That's, I guess, the better way I'd put it. But what I would, what I would want somebody to do is, like always, do your research. Um, we're we're a little bit over, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of finish up. But I wanted to uh, hear from Keith before we close. Um, thank you for, you know, thank you for co-hosting with me, Sarah, and also absolutely thank you for everything with this contest, the whole reason why we have this conversation. Um, you have any thoughts before we close? Yeah, brother, I just want to say and commend everybody for taking a chance, um, especially to all the artists who entered the contest, because putting yourself out there is not easy, uh, and you're taking a chance and a leap of faith. And to be involved with all you guys and working with Chris and it's just been an amazing experience, and I hope everybody is getting a chance to learn from these tools because these tools are something that's going to be you'll be able to use in the future. And it's not that AI is taking over filmmaking. I believe that it's just enhancing it and making it easier for all of us to be able to get our jobs done and create what we need to create out of our heart. Because sometimes it's hard, and we don't have the money to participate in things that we want to. And with this AI and everything Chris has been doing for the last three, four months, talking about it, going over manifold contracts, talking about um, the new AI that's coming with Mid Journey, just um, keeping us up to date on everything has been a real blessing. And I hope that everybody's got something out of it. And I want to say thank you to the judges so much. And also to the um, sponsors, thank you so much to um, Hollywoodland. Thank you to Entertainment. And last but not least, I just have to say thank you to you, Brother Chris, because your vision and your faith and belief is is, is a beautiful thing and your spirit and aura is just so awesome. And you don't hold anything back from anybody. You, If anybody has a question, you don't hold like secrets or anything. You'll tell tell a person what, just what they need to hear or you will tell them what they don't need to hear. Um, I'm sorry this is long-winded, but I just wanted to tell you this has really been special and it's for the kids and it's for the artists. So, Brother Chris, thank you, man, and um, much success to you. Oh, and thank you for the thumbs up from your wife. That was really special. I told my mom about it. So thank you and uh, much success to everybody.
Hey, Keith. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, this is what, uh, this is why, that's why I listen to people like Jeff and I listen to people like Sandy, because if you do anything, follow them and get into the conversations they're in, because that's the reason why I love having discussions with people who know, because it, it, it just, it's great. It's just great. And I want people to have more discussions like this. Because every single time we have either devil's advocate or not, in any which way we could explain, it helps someone. It helps someone go, well, you know what? That sounds really awesome. I'm going to go for that. It gets me my providence. I'm willing to learn. You know, or they go, fuck all that information that I have no idea about. They said, go to the site, sign up. I'm going to do it that way. You know, it's like either person is going to make something out of this conversation and understand it. And, you know, like I, I'm going to look back and make sure I can buy Tezos in New York because I haven't tried it long enough where like, I don't even know if that's totally true anymore. However, you know, it's one, that's why I was always so pissed at Tezos. So, you know, it's one of those things, uh, disturb your biases a little bit and try and work with whatever you can and try and work within that system. Um, and that's why the producer's token is going to be going out on three different chains you know, to make sure that everyone gets a chance to like really interact. I'm sorry, my son's losing his mind. Uh, happy, but, you know, losing his mind. Um, you know, and that's why we're going to try these things out, to try and prove the model just that much more. And using different blockchain items and, tr and inscribing on the blockchain, not for its monetary value, but its permanence. And, you know, really pushing forward the idea of what blockchain could do for productions that even want to just stay within the Web3 system or have that permanence on a digital system where maybe one day when blockchain is the backbone of fucking everything, it'll just be part of that history. Um, and, you know, just because being a technologist and trying fun shit with uh, really weird tech, like, why not? Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of all I got for today. Uh, this is We the Film 3 Thursdays. We want you to have a really kick-ass Thursday. Have a great weekend. I just want to point out the incredible moment we're in. You know, this whole blockchain crypto was invented for money things, right? It was, we never thought we'd be doing movies. We never thought that state of California DMV would be trying out the Tezos blockchain. Dude, and we never thought we'd be able to make art and music. So this is what we've done. The people who invented this were doing it for money and crypto and 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 for monetary things. And look at what we've done. And, and that is like, no matter how unhappy we are, I, I celebrate where we are. So thank you very much and have a wonderful day. Look forward to your next space. Join me tomorrow morning. The con conversation will continue tomorrow with the inventor of the OmniFlix blockchain. One of the founders will be there and one of the big money people is going to be there too. So yeah, we need artists to understand what blockchain is. And you know what? None of this would mean anything without you. Don't sell yourself short. You're unique. There is no one else like you. These platforms need you. You don't need them. Have a great day. Another kick-ass like, uh, speech from Sandy as usual. I absolutely love Sandy for her passion and for her knowledge. You know, it's one of the people that I do I do ask questions of or do like hear from something from and I learn something. Um, and, you know, I definitely feel what she's talking about with Omniflix. It's it's not something that's like it's just been this recently thing. It's been something she's been involved with for quite a while. And I really dug kind of the it's a lot of the idea of why I'm going multi chain with this. And why I believe in stuff like trying different stuff, try, trying different things out is because of what other people are doing. It influences all of us. 
Um, but yeah, so that's the that's the spiel. Have a really kick-ass Thursday. Have a great weekend. Use the tools. Enjoy the enjoy everything you possibly can. Live life to the fullest. Um, mint wherever the fuck you want. Enjoy that. And uh, and yeah, just generally have a really awesome day. Uh, we'll be on leap year. We'll be uh, here and uh, announcing the rest of what's going on after the virtual film fest, which will be happening this next weekend. Uh, come hell or high water. Um, so yeah, so I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who came to stage. Thank you to everyone in this contest. It's really been like an awesome conversation. I really think a lot of people are going to get some value out of this and it's going to be really powerful for a lot of people. So thank you very much. Have a beautiful day, everyone. and like Taoism, there's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, inevitably it kind of starts to happen. Chirping on the bird app, listening to nerds flap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly, they just drowning in the bird bath. Fishing for some dry powder, watch how we ignite the tower. Blowing up their bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preach an open sauce, but don't listen to the code. And now it's mutiny, community, uprise. There's no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking west side shit, needle and noose. Sticking with my armory, yam, beta. And Bruce, repping psychedelic artistry, believe in the truth. Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue. GM fam. Is it really worth all the effort? Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a clear no. We started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, this shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit corn Preachers pretending to be teachers Y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rat fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat, now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you it would be like don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might cost, it might cost us, us a lot more, more than, than what can be gained game. by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Ten spaces.